right, Dirk Van Rienen, welcome to the show, man. Uh, we chatted previously for just a minute, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking really, really forward to getting into this today and talking a little bit about team building. It's one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite topics because uh, I did it, I did it really, really wrong for a long time, and now I feel like I'm doing it a little bit, a little bit right. But I think you're probably going to even maybe correct me and better me today on this episode. So I'm excited to have you on board. Yeah, Joe, thanks for uh, having me on board. And yeah, man, one of the reasons that I study team building so heavily is because I did it wrong for a lot of years as well. And so that that's one of the reasons that I that I really enjoy this topic and, and learning more about it. Awesome. Well, I want to deep dive into it, but give us your uh, give us your two minute background on, you know, kind of what got you here and uh, what, what made you passionate about building great teams. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm, I'm originally from South Africa. And when I was uh, 14 years old, my family uh, immigrated to America. And we really started with uh, with nothing. I went to a, a really small high school in, uh, in an agricultural area of Texas. And then uh, I went to West Texas A&M University in Amarillo. Um, actually, the, the first business I ever had was uh, I was in the ski and snowboard industry for about seven years and uh, really enjoyed that. It's a super fun industry to work in. But in 2008, my business failed and, you know, through, through my wife and I, and just to uh, really a, a financial hellhole. I mean, it, just a really terrible situation. So in, in that time, I started uh, working in the, uh, the auction um, kind of industry and uh, started learning about selling real estate at auction, business liquidations, things like that. And uh, for about five years, I mean, I was very involved in auctions and then started transitioning more into traditional real estate, but uh, really just struggled through that time period. You know, we, we made the commitment to pay off, pay back all of our debt. Um, so, I mean, it was just a really rough period of life for us. Um, you know, when, when my son was uh, little from the time that he was born until the time that he was about two and a half, I was almost never at home. I was working seven days a week, you know, 14, 16 hours a day, just trying to uh, you know, keep us out of foreclosure, keep paying the bills, just kind of keep things moving forward. Um, and I, and I just was epically failing at every level. Um, you know, and, and I think a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners experience that where you build a business and you, you just kind of have this thing is like, I'll just work harder. I'll, I'll just do it. I'll just do it. You know, and, and we don't focus on other people. And, uh, by about the, the middle of 2012, I just got to the point that, I mean, I was just, uh, I was just desperate, man. Cause I mean, I was like something majorly is wrong here. You know, I, I felt like I was a fairly intelligent guy. I worked really hard. I tried to do the, you know, the right thing. And yet I was just failing and not just financially or in business. I mean, it was, you know, just my marriage, my relationships. I mean, everything was just kind of really in, in a bad shape. And, uh, you know, yet, you know, from the, from the outside looking in, it looked like I was being successful. I mean, in, in 2011, uh, for, for the state of Texas, I was named the, the young entrepreneur champion, you know, for uh, <laughs> entrepreneurs under 30. And, you know, so there was this like lens of like, hey, things look successful, but I mean, it was just a wreck behind the scenes. So I just knew that, that something was wrong. I was missing a set of information. And I just started going on a journey of really learning and studying, seeking out coaches and mentors and you know, that journey still continues today. Uh, and, and the difference is, you know, today <clears throat> behind the scenes, things uh, are better than they've ever been, you know, uh, marriage, relationship with kids, relationships with friends, uh, you know, our team partners, I mean, business, like everything is, is very, very different today, but it's still the same journey of learning and seeking and, and growing. Mm. 
Man, I can relate to you so well. It's almost it's almost like I'm listening to myself do a podcast. This is like how the interviews go with me because uh, it's it's amazing, man. It's like it's like I'm I'm, I'm looking in a mirror because I mean we got into business in 08, and for the first six to eight years, it was the exact actually 07. It was right before the crash, and and the first six to eight years went exactly the way you just explained. Right? It was like we were living this HGTV TV life. We were flipping houses. You know, people will like almost, almost um, embrace and embolden your, your quote unquote success and like make excuses for your success. Oh, you can miss that party. Don't worry about making it to the barbecue this weekend. I know, I know you're busy. And so like, they're, they're almost like, you know, we know you're successful and we want to root you on. We want to cheer you on, but like behind the scenes, you're like miserable. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know. I, I don't know if that's how you felt, but that's how I felt. Like I felt like I was constantly chasing and everybody was like, saying, wow, what a great job you're doing. And you think to yourself, like, I'm doing a great job because I, I feel like crap. You know, I have terrible relationships. My body, I feel terrible with my body. I, have, I feel terrible as a father. I'm not seeing my kids. Like, I, I can relate to everything you just said. I felt like I was in that exact same space the first time I tried to build a team. And it was just, it was just terrible. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's so interesting because, you know, we, we find that so many business owners and entrepreneurs experience the same thing. And mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's kind of this thought of, um, kind of being like a lone wolf, right? Cause I mean, it's, it's, it's like, the, there's not really an open connection for you to share, um, your struggles with others or to share your wins with others, you know? Cause I mean, that's mm-hmm. the thing is, you know, when you just had a really big win in business, when you just closed a big deal, when you just landed a, a big client, things like that. I mean, it's most of the time when you're sitting around the table with friends, it's like, you, you can't say stuff about that. Cause then you're bragging, but then also, you don't yep. want to share your struggles, you know, and, and I think like, that's a big thing is just opening up that level of connection with people that are in business. And, um, you know, and, and I think that's why, you know, uh, I mean, obviously you're a top level coach, you know, it's opening up that, that conversation with a coach, um, mentor, mastermind group, whatever it is. I mean, just, just being in a place where you can authentically talk about like, man, I'm, I'm really struggling with my marriage right now and openly mm. talk about it or like, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm in a financial hell hole right now. Or man, like I'm getting, you know, my, my butt kicked at work because I don't have the right people around me or whatever the case may be. But then, you know, at the same time, like if you have a big win, like, Hey, I just closed a million dollar deal. This is really awesome. It's going to move us forward financially. I mean, being in the environment where you can have those kind of conversations openly and authentically is massively important for business owners and entrepreneurs. If they want to go to the next level, because, you know, we've seen people start self-sabotaging their, their success to be able to play down to the level of their current environment and their connections and their friends. Um, See it every day. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. Uh, and it, you know, it's surprising. I mean, most of our clients are about a million and a half to $2 million revenue businesses starting off. And then, you know, we, we scale them up from there, but it is, it, it is amazing how many, you know, million dollar businesses, you know, it's, it's like people think like that's the that's like, oh, man, if you build a million dollar business, life is grand. And then you build a million dollar business. You got no money in the bank. You're stressed out. You're working all the time. And you're just like, this is not what I thought it was going to be. So, yeah, you know, we, we really resonate with that. It sounds like you've you've absolutely experienced that as well. And, you know, that's why it's such a powerful conversation. And, and I do think for a lot of people and the people that I know, probably at the, at the highest percentage that have built really great businesses have experienced that pain. Yeah, because until you experience that pain, you don't realize how much help you really need along the way. I was almost going to say that it's almost as if you have to experience it at some level or at some piece. Um, it's uh, it, the, the question is how long do you stay there? 
right? Because I see some owners that stay there for a short period of time and they say, okay, enough is enough. I'm tapping out. I need to find a resource to help me through this. And then you see some owners that literally spend their entire, their entire adult life. It seems like, you know, um, it's stuck in that, in that space where they, they just don't know how to get out. And so instead of like talking, like, let's not wallow in that space for let's, let's, let's jump into it. So you help people cross that bridge, right? Let's talk about that. What does that look like? You know, owners who have maybe, you know, raised their hand and said, okay, coach, I need help. Get me out of here. You know, help me, help me see the promised land. What does that look like? Yeah, for us, it's, it's really connecting back to, okay, what's important to this owner? Like, what do they really want? And so the, the first thing that we do is just really go deep in getting to understand uh, the person and the business. And then what do they want to accomplish? You know, and we, we usually work off a five-year timeline. Um, so we say, hey, look, in, in five years, we do an exercise called future pacing. where We say, look, in five years, let's imagine, Joe, we had a conversation five years from now, right? It's, uh, it's January 25th, 2027. And we're going to talk about as if everything's already happened. Right. And, mm-hmm. and I say, Joe, uh, I ask you, you know, what, how have the last five years been for you? And you answer, Dirk, it's been better than I ever could have imagined. So for that to be true, what would have needed to happen? So mm-hmm. that's really the, the framing. And then we just go really deep <clears throat> on that. And then we start looking at the, the, the owner, their behavior, their cognitive agility. Um, we start looking at their team. And the first thing that we have to do is work on the structure of the companies. Like we find that almost every single company that we work with needs a li- either a little bit of restructuring or a lot of restructuring. And it's just about making sure that things make sense based on where you are and where you want to go. And that means sometimes you got to move some people around. Sometimes you got to get out of business with some people, right? Sometimes you got to hire somebody new. But a lot of times, especially in, in the kind of size businesses we work with, we find that there's a lot of underutilized talent. And that's what we really are excited about is, is finding out, okay, who are those people that already work for you that if you could relate to them in a, in a deeper level and you could understand them and you can give them a path to succeed at a higher level, what does it look like when they start raising their hand and saying like, hey, I want to step up, right? Mm-hmm. So really getting to know the, the owner, getting to know the business, getting to know the vision is the first part. The second part is we start working on structure. The third part is we start looking at what we call smart job profiles. Because we, f- we feel like most companies have job profiles and it's kind of like hire somebody to it. They get in, they, they're not trained. Are they really, really doing their job? People don't really know. So it, it makes everything really challenging with with not having really the right kind of profile because some people build like, as you know, Joe, they, they build jobs around people, not recruit people to the right job. So mm. when we got the structure, we build the right profiles and now it's okay. Let's look at who you have in your company that can, that can fill these positions. And then uh, who do we need to go hire and recruit after that into this? Um, so that's kind of the next step is making sure we got the right people in the right positions doing the right things. And then really looking at the internal motivation of the, the company as a whole, you know, who, who, what's the culture like, because we, we got to get people to work together. And that's mm-hmm. the thing that's so important. I mean, there's, there's so many really driven entrepreneurs out there that want to go conquer the world. And they, they're like, they want to tell people what to do and they want to go conquer the world. And, and, and they don't slow down and say, 
let me build a great team and then empower my team to, to drive this business. And I mean, for me, like that, that was a big change for me. And it's something that I'm still learning about is how do I build a business that I can set the tone, set the vision, but then get the right people that are in alignment with what we're doing and empower them to actually run and build the business. And, you know, as we've been going through that, this, the switch now for six, seven years, it has been a game changer in what we do as far as, you know, uh, building our personal businesses. Um, and then also with the clients that we work with and, and helping them build their businesses. I love everything you just said. I and mean, you just covered a ton of topics here. So, so number one is we have to reverse engineer, right? We have to start with the end in mind, which, you know, it, it sounds like, it sounds so simple, Dirk, but if for some reason, when you ask people, A, what do you want? Or B, if you want to get even more technical, what do you want in five years? It amazes me more often than not, people have such a difficult time answering that question, mm-hmm. right? Just, just a simple question, like, what do you want? Like, what, what, do you, what do you really want? Like, being honest with that, I feel like is very difficult for, for a lot of, of, of entrepreneurs, top achievers, for high performers, right? It's always, we're chasing a thing, but it's really, really hard to define for some reason, for a lot of people. Do you find that? Absolutely, right? We, you know, and, and we kind of have this whole thing about uh, setting BS goals, you know, because mm-hmm. um, uh, at a certain point when, when I started learning, when I started learning things differently, when I started looking at things differently, learning and studying things differently, and, and this started in the middle of 2012, uh, within a couple of years, I started really experiencing a lot more success with the real estate sales team. And, um, you know, we, I was selling about 27 houses a year. And within two years, I went to sell about 120 houses a year and started expanding my sales team. But um, I was able to, you know, uh, become a CEO of a brokerage and in Houston. And then um, I got relocated to Columbia, Maryland to run uh, a really, really large brokerage. And, you know, a big part of my, my job was to recruit real estate agents to our brokerage. So when I first started in, in Houston, you know, I, I worked with um, people that were thinking about kind of a career switch, um, you know, million, $2 million agents. And then, you know, by the time that I was in Maryland, um, you know, I was talking to agents that were 10, 20, 30, 40, $50 million agents. I mean, like big, big, big producers, but the, the conversation was always the same. Okay. Where are you now? Where do you want to go? Why is that important to you? Mm-hmm. And exactly what you're saying is that, that I found out that so many people have BS goals. They just say random stuff. Like, you know, when I was working with smaller agents, it was like, um, oh, I want to make a hundred thousand dollars a year. Okay. So what changes in your life when you make a hundred thousand dollars a year? Um, well, I, I'm going to buy a car, you know, a new car, like, okay, well, you know, what, what about that is important to you? And then, and when you start like really digging and, and you know this too, like all of a sudden it's kind of like what they really want is just to really have a great relationship with somebody. What they want is to spend time with their kids, but they put all of these goals out here that are meaningless. And so mm-hmm. that's one of the first things that we really have to work on with people is to set goals that are authentic to them. And mm-hmm. what, what the, the thing that we look at goals is goals are just mile markers to get you to live the life that you truly envision. That's all a goal is. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. a goal has to be sequential. Hey, you know, and, and exactly what you said a while ago is we have to reverse engineer. We got to find out what's really important to you five years from now. Okay, well, to get there, what needs to happen three years from now? And then we start setting hard targets. What needs to happen a year from now? 
Okay, what needs to happen in the next 90 days? What needs to happen next week? What do you need to do today? And it's just re reverse engineering so that people actually take the right level of action. Because that's the thing is, if you have, a, if you have a, a total BS goal out there, you're not going to take the right level of action. You're just going to be distracted. It's not going to be meaningful. And anytime a challenge gets in the way, you're going to back down from that challenge. Right. Yeah. If you set a goal that's really meaningful, like this is important to me, my family, like this is what I want to do for my kids, you know, or this is what I want to do for my church or my nonprofit or whatever it is. And I mean, it's a really deeply important goal to you. Then all of a sudden when things come up, you're like, look, I'm going to go over this challenge, through it, under it, around it, whatever I need to. But like I will surpass this challenge and the next one and the next one. And of course, that's why I'm such a huge believer in having somebody in your corner, right? I mean, you know this from working with your clients is like, you know, your job as a great coach is to keep them on track to keep moving forward when they start getting punched in the face. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's where people get, you know, it's like things happen when you're in business all the time. There's constant challenges. And I mean, it's, it's very easy to, to succumb to those challenges. And then all of a sudden, you're not able to, to move forward. And, you know, one a really good quote that somebody told me one time is that a problem cannot be solved at the same level that it's created. Mm -hmm. Meaning that if, if a problem is created and you're thinking in, in terms of at the same level that it was created, you can't overcome it. You have to think at a higher level. You have to get that 30,000 foot view. You have to anchor to the vision and only then can you really overcome that. So I think, you know, people that really want to take their lives to the next level, it's important to have somebody in your life that can help you with that perspective. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Awesome word. You said a few things there too, like the, the, the milestones, your goals are milestones on the way to your, to your end, end goal. I think the, the, um, the, one of the big things that highlights too, I love that you use five years because Jim Rohn has this, uh, this whole, this whole um, conversation that he, he talks about that, you know, he says in five years, you can either, you either arrive at a predetermined or an undetermined destination, right? Mm -hmm. And either way you have a choice, like you're going to show up in five years, one way or the other. Right. He talks about if you have these big goals, they're going to drag you through the obstacles, drag you through the mud, drag you through the tough times. And they're going to anchor you to this big, you know, and whatever achievement, you know, thing is that you want to accomplish. But if you don't have this big goal, then you're just wandering. Right. And you're just kind of going through the forest and you're going to end up in five years, but you're not going to end up potentially where you want to end up because you're just going through the rhythm. You're going through the motion. So. Um, I love that piece. All right. So let's jump into the focusing on people again, because I really like that you're, you're kind of focusing on, you know, you're finding the right seats, but you're also really focusing a lot and, and correct me if wrong on unique ability of the people. Right. And, and I talk about this a lot. You're one of the few people I've actually heard discuss this as far as putting people in seats to make sure that they're, they're working in something that they're great at. So can you elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah. So th think about this. Um, let's say I gave you uh, 11 characters and I said, build a football team. And you're like, okay, right? I mean, you, 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 do you watch football? Do you, do you play football? Mm -hmm. I mean, like you, you look like yep. a strong guy, right? Um, yep. So you're like, okay, I could probably do that, right? Now, here's the thing. Um, these 11 characters, like think of them as kind of like a, like a little kind of avatar type picture, except you don't know how tall they are. You don't know the, the body composition. You don't know their, their 40 time. You don't know their vertical leap. You, know? you, you don't know any of those stats. And now I'm like, okay, hey, put these characters into a football formation, an offense. Mm. 
how are you going to do with that? Yeah. It's going to be really hard, but that's how people hire every day is they, they go out and hire people not really knowing what the right profile of this person is. And I mean, we talk to clients all the time that they're like, man, it's so hard to find great people. So when somebody shows up, you know, today on that zoom call and you know, they're groomed and they're speaking well and they're smiling and they seem intelligent. It's like, oh my gosh, I just want to hire you right now, you know, and then yeah. hire that person to their organization. And then three weeks later, three months later, whatever the case may be, it's almost sudden like, hey, there's a very different person sitting across from you, um, mm. you know, than the person that was there at the interview. So what we really do is we want to find out what are those backend stats that nobody really knows what to look for and how can we make sure that you build the team really well? So if you if you were going to build this football team, like you would need to know a lot about these people, okay? Like how fast are they? You know, how how much do they weigh? How do they move? You know, what's their vertical leap? You know, what? And only when you start understanding all of this, how they think even, you know, um, when, when you start understanding all of this, then you can really start understanding, okay, this is how we need to build this team to work together. And that's one of the big things that we focus on because most organizations function as a group of people working together. What we're interested in fascinated in is how do we take a group to be a, a, a team of people that work together? Because one of the big distinctions is a group of people can come together to complete a task, but a team works together to accomplish a goal, to accomplish a mission. And that's what we, we look for. So one of the big things that we, we really look for is behavioral fit with people. And this idea is, is not a new idea. It's been around for, you know, 80, 90 years to study uh, behavior, personality. But what we found is, and, and there's, a, there's a ton, I mean, hundreds of different assessments out there. And assessments, just like anything else, there's good, there's bad, there's junk, there's incredible, there's, you know, just different levels of what things ma measure. But one thing that a lot of people talk about is personality. And you have to be very careful with personality because personality can shift on a dime, right? Mm -hmm. You can see somebody that just like they walk into a room and they flip their personality and now they're, they're kind of, you know, acting a little bit different, talking a little bit different, but uh, personality is a, a derivative of behavior. So the behavior is a deeper subset, but there's one more subset that's deeper than that. And then that's innate wiring. So that's what we are really concerned about is like, we want to understand the innate wiring of somebody and how that innate wiring is going to create behavior and behavior is a function of your innate wiring interacting with an environment. So what, what we really want to understand is like, look, uh, Joe, if you, if you're a CEO and you're looking for a great operations integrator, right? Like, uh, a lot of people follow traction, you know, uh, rocket fuel, like, you know, they, they, they kind of like that system and like integrator is kind of a buzzword out in the business world right now. Everybody wants a great integrator. So people come and they say like, okay, well, how do I find an integrator? And let's say, Hey, before you find an integrator, you have to understand you. Cause mm -hmm. I can't, I can't tell you who my integrator is and say, you need to hire that person. That person may be disastrous for you. So what we do is we customize everything to say, Joe, who are you? What are your innate wiring? What's your behavior? And how does that show up in different environments? By the way, what is the environment that you function in, right? And we look at things like, okay, how fast does your world move? How much uh, need is there for creativity, problem solving, uh, under pressure decision making? You know, how much, how much need is there for precision? 
you know, and we start looking at these kind of things because uh, there's certain things that if you don't get them right, it's not going to be a good fit at work because immediately if, if I go in with what we call our natural behavior into an environment, it's not the right environment. If I'm coming into your company and you've got 10, 15, 20 people, I'm not going to come in and change the environment, right? I'm going to have to adapt to the environment. And when sure. I, if, if, if I'm not a good fit for the environment, then I have to start adapting, which means that I'm going into a stressed state at work. The moment that I go into a stressed state at work, you're losing the best of who I could be. And one thing that we, we talk about is, is somebody's innate genius. Everybody is really good at something. We want to find out what that something is. And, and a lot of times behavior is a key indicator because if, if the behavior is off, you can't unlock that innate genius. So what we want to find out is, okay, what is the, you know, what does the existing team look like? You know, starting with, with the, the owner, the entrepreneur, the CEO, what does that next level, you know, look like as far as if you call it your, your C-suite or your uh, team of directors, what do those people look like? And, and what does it look like for the people that report to them? Because if we can get that right, and we can start aligning innate ability, what you're going to do is you're going to start unlocking people's strength and their gifts. The next thing we look at is, is how do people think? And we, we use an assessment to look at cognitive agility. How do people process information? How fast can they process information? And how much can they process before they get overloaded? Because this is also going to help us understand what kind of stimulation, cognitive stimulation people need. You know, you, you've always heard like people say like, just hire the smartest people you can. Well, what happens if you hire somebody that's really intelligent that needs a ton of cognitive stimulation and you put them in a job that doesn't require a lot of cognitive stimulation? What happens? Sure. Yeah. Right. They get bored, you're they bored. Get distracted, yeah. and they become a poor performer. So yeah. we've just really built a system that can match very accurately to what is that job, right? And that's where the smart job profile comes in. What is that job? What's the environment? Who's their leader? And making sure that we get the right person in there. And then the next step is once we get that done, we're going to teach that team how to collaborate. We, one thing that we do not look for, like one, one of the big red flags for us when we hire is ego and people that want to be individual, like superstar producers, because we're, we're coming into an age and we've already come into this age that the lone wolves can't survive anymore. It's all about collaboration. It's about teamwork. Things are changing too fast. There's too much of a demand on speed, change, you know, uh, being able to pivot because of everything that's happening in the world today. And what we find is that if you don't build these teams correctly, there's organizational stress that starts happening. And then people go into defensive mode instead of going into offensive mode. So if we can, if we can help companies be, you know, have a still a strong defense, but be very offensive today, those are the companies that are going out and growing like crazy right now. And I mean, you're probably seeing the same thing, Joe, like there are companies that are growing at incredible rates today. And then mm -hmm. there's a, a massive amount of companies that are just playing defense that don't know what to do. They don't know how to transition to this next phase of, of business that we're in today. And they're struggling at high levels. So what we do is, you know, we help those companies really move forward and start structuring different, get the right people in there, and then teach those, those teams on how to be collaborative. I love it. <clears throat> Dirk, I feel like we could talk about this for two hours. What, what, what kind of things should the people who want to do business with you, what, 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 what kind of questions did I forget to ask that they should want to know? I mean, you know, I have a small business, medium-sized business. I want to, you know, get lean, get, get scalable, hire the right people. And I want to, and I want to reach out to your team. Like what are some of the things I should know before I do that? 
Yeah, I mean, I think the, the big thing is that uh, we don't offer, um, you know, kind of like silver bullet solutions, right? I mean, we, we really want to work with people that are willing to go into a deep dive. And I mean, a, a big part of it is like the owner, the entrepreneur, that leader needs to know that they are the lid on the business. It's not their team. It's not the economy. It's not anything else. It's them. So mm -hmm. if they can't accept that and if they're not willing to do the deep work themselves, then they're not going to be a good client for us. Um, I mean, that's the, the, the first thing. The second thing is that you need to really care about your people. Like you, you need to be in this to help them win at the highest level and understand. I mean, you, you know, this is Jim Rohn quote, right? It's like, so true. If you help enough other yeah. people be successful, then you'll have whatever you want. And, and that's a hard thing, man. I mean, it took me a lot of years to be able to actually understand that and internalize it. Um, so that's the big thing is we are looking for leaders that truly care about their people and want to help their, their people win and want to create opportunities for their people and want to develop their people as leaders. So, you know, if, I love if that. you have a business out there and you're willing to do the deep work yourself, you care about your people and you are looking for a better structure and a way to help your team really win, then I would say reach out to us and, and we can have a conversation. I think that piece, and I'll let you share your contact in here in a second. I think that piece right there is one of the strongest takeaways for most, most coaching clients. What I see, the ones that get the best impact, the best results are the ones that hit that, that switch in their head where they're like, you know what? I want, I want to see things happen for them, right? Mm -hmm. it, it starts to become less of a self-serving and more of a, how do I help my team grow? How do I give back to them? How do I create legacy for them? How do I create impact for them? How do I give away to them? And all of a sudden things start to happen. You know, like all of a sudden you're not an island anymore. Uh, that to me personally, that that was the craziest impact that happened to me is when I started to do that. And I see the same thing with my clients. So I think that you're hitting the nail on the head when when you start to um, start to think more about their impact and, and what happens in there and that atmosphere that personally what you're going to get out of it. It's all of a sudden you start making more money, which is crazy. You know, it's almost, well, it is, but, you uh, know, you, and, and the interesting thing is that um, <clears throat> it's hard to do when you're in survival mode. Right. And, and I think a lot of business owners, I mean, probably all of them go through the phase where you're just trying to survive, man. You're just trying to, mm -hmm. you know, pay your rent and pay your payroll and like, you know, try to spend some time with your family. And, and it's hard in that mode to really put the focus on others because there's so much internal pressure on you. And but uh, absolutely, man, the, the, we, we've seen the same thing, Joe, that the, the people that start focusing on their teams and on their company and, and helping others win start, you know, winning at the, at the highest level. And then, I mean, there's another level above that where it's not even like you focusing on your company. It's like what you're focusing on, how you can help the, the world, how you can help people the that greater can good. even help you back. Yeah. You know? and, and when you switch your focus there, it's like another gear of just going to the next level. So, I mean, such, yeah. such a big part is just your internal focus on all of that. Dirk, that was an awesome call, man. I think I think uh, our, our folks learned a lot from today. And uh, so, what's the best way for them to reach reach out to you and potentially do some more, you know, business with you in the future? Yeah, we would just say go to bergflow.com, B-E-R-G-F-L-O-W, bergflow.com, and uh, you can actually request, you know, like a thirty minute call with us. And you know, one of our guides would just get on the phone with you and just kind of see where you are, what you're what you're trying to do, and see if there's a fit. Because I mean, we. We're definitely not for everybody, but I mean, we, we definitely want to work with people that are serious about scaling their businesses and making a bigger impact. Awesome. Awesome. Dirk Famarine, great, great to have you on the show. Thank you for being here. Uh, excellent. We might have to have you do a follow-up show in the future here to get some more information out of you because that was great. So thanks for being on. I appreciate it, Joe. Thank you so much.